Hey there, it's Coach Laura with Compassionate Coaching. One of the most common questions I get is how did I start my podcast? Was it hard? Did it cost a bunch of money? Where do I even start? I'm really glad you asked because with Anchor FM, it's super easy to start recording your very own podcast. Just sign up for their free account at Anchor FM. You can record episodes from the Anchor app right on your phone or upload one from your computer. Anchor is going to lead you step-by-step in getting listed in all the major directories. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM and get started today. I know you have stuff to say and we want to hear it. Hello and welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, where we're focused on helping you love the life you already have. New episodes are generally released every Monday, except when they're not. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so very glad you're here. We're here to bring you a sacred space for embracing your authentic self and getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, putting up with what does not serve you or burning up your precious energy trying to be something or someone you're not welcome my friend you're in the right place i have the great privilege of introducing one of my most awesome mentors lucas sype williams and lucas has been studying living and sharing human design for seven years now he especially loves helping couples who are in conflict or simply want to take their relationship to the next level and he's trained in the business application of human design through the bg5 institute he coaches entrepreneurs along with small and large businesses and organizations to align their teams and strategies with design principles to improve their bottom line and the health of their employees my goodness lucas thank you so much for being here it's great to be here laura thanks for having me oh gosh what a pleasure you are totally when i think human design i think lucas lucas knows it all (laughs) (laughs) i know a few things so yeah lucas was actually the first person to introduce me to human design a couple of years ago and i went what (laughs) right Uh, what is that how would I use that I don't get it and uh, so I wanted to circle back now after learning you know studying and doing human design um, coaching sessions now I wanted to circle back with the expert on where all this started so before we jump into some really juicy questions I wonder could you tell us a little bit more about who you are where you're from what lights you up what do you give a heck about wow 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 yeah I think um so I've always been searching for truth and that led me to one kind of paradigm or area of knowledge after another. Um, it led me to becoming a health and wellness coach and studying a lot of personal growth and development, um, through that, through that. And eventually human design, like I, like you said, about seven years or so ago, I had been a I'd been in business for myself and then with my wife for 10 years as Mm. coach entrepreneurs. And we were pretty successful, but we were really burned out. Even though we had a lot of healthy best practices, uh, we were, we were very burned out. And it seemed like all the tools I had through the various personal growth and development um, paradigms and organizations and stuff, they didn't, they weren't working that well for us, for me. And human design just just showed up. I originally didn't want anything to do with it. 
It's, I had nothing, I, I wasn't interested in esoterics. I wasn't interested in astrology. I had no background in any of that. If you couldn't, if, you, if, if I couldn't, um, you know, if you couldn't prove something to me definitively, I, I, I didn't want to have much to do with it. Um, so I pushed it away, but it just kept showing up. And my wife, who's gotten me, she's she's really the one who's gotten me into a lot of different things. She's the one who's more open initially. And she's like, yeah, let's have, you know, let's have a session. Let's have a reading. And so we did. And it just blew us away. It just, it just nailed me. Um, and, and really the problem I was having it, 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 like, why couldn't I sustain, why couldn't I be healthy and have a, a decent life balance while also maintaining my business? Um, and sure enough, I'm, I'm a projector with an open heart and an open sacral, um, very well designed to, to overwork and burn out, you know, and needing us a lower workload than most, the majority of human beings, even though I've, I've been conditioned to think I should be the hardest worker, mm. which was also right there. It's a funny little thing in human design where oftentimes the thing we were not designed for, we're highly susceptible to falling into that. Um, so anyway, uh, that was like seven years or so ago. And what really turns me on is, is just is learning, is understanding how things work um, and all the benefits uh, that, that come from that. And so human design has been the, the most ac- accurate and comprehensive explanation for why I am the way I am, why you are the way you are, and you're different, and we're different, and also what happens in our dynamics, in our relationships. So it's given me a lot, a lot of um, great benefits. It, so I've just been pursuing more and more information and it came to me at a point in my life where my life started to get much more complex because we had a baby mm. and the baby had health challenges Yeah, and that turned life upside down. And then I took a job and then I was overworking for a corporation. And so um, it also became an outlet for me. Just like to, it was my passion to study and learn more about human design while I was also learning about how to be a father and to, to deal with the new challenges of life and to, to make a living, not working for myself any longer. So that's a lot of words, but uh, uh, about five years into that, I'll just end with this, that um, I was let go from that corporation, which was a blessing because I'm not really well designed to work in a large organization, um, not in a healthy way anyway. And so I've been in private practice again now for two years doing primarily human design coaching. So, and I still, I'm just so turned on by learning more and and continuing to verify um, the accuracy of the system. And then the relief that it gives people, like we, we can create, we can use human design to create more of what we want in life, but it all, as, as you know, it's really so clear in the framing of your business. It's, it starts with, um, with acceptance and surrender for who we are versus who we're not mm, for sure. And I just love what, what the last thing I'll say is that just like what lights me up is the relief that people get couples get when it's like, Oh yeah, I am this way. I don't have to be that way. You are that way. I don't have to, we can let go of this notion that you're going to be different or I'm going to be different. Right. We can actually just start to relax into that, accept it. And then magic, can really happen from there. 
Oh, for sure. Wow. That's a lot of information, Lucas. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm into the information too. I'm like really, I'm a junkie on all things human design. And I've, I've probably read all of the books, including the textbook from Ra mm-hmm. Uruhu, right? That big, I've got a copy of it back here. And it's like, that was where I started was with the dense encyclopedic information yeah. on all things human design. It's like, yeah. Um, and, you know, it sits right here by my desk and I'm like, oh, what was that thing again? What did that number mean? You know? And, and I just love, you know, I don't have the investment investigator typical profile, but there's something that just fills me up. And it's like, the more I learn about human design, the more I want to know about it. And the more I do a human design coaching session for someone and each and every individual has that moment where they go, whoa, Mm -hmm. yes. How did you know that? And, mm-hmm. and, and it's sort of like they feel heard and seen for who they really authentically are sometimes for the very first time in their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's super emotional. And, you know, my, um, my current life coach said, Hey, Laura, have you ever had your human design reading done? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't get it the first time. And excuse me. And I let her, you know, do the reading and, you know, she basically connected on this level. Laura, you're designed to do what lights you up (laughs) until it doesn't light you up anymore. And then you have permission to stop, you know, and when you're responding to life and you're doing what lights you up, you know, this, this is how we can make it easy for you. This is how we can make your life easy. It you just follow that. And it was like this huge relief, like, oh, wow. So like, you know, that mountain bike and the golf clubs and all of the gardening gear and my kayak and all that stuff that lit me up that doesn't anymore. It's okay to just let that stuff go. And it's like, oh yeah, because it's like, well, I should, (laughs) there's the Mm big, the big, uh uh-oh, big red flag there. Well, I, I spent money on it. I should keep doing it. And it's like, well, you know what, if it doesn't light me up, no. I don't have to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're a manifesting generator, a pure, pure manifesting yeah. generator from the, th- the 34 to the 20. And it's yeah. unconscious too. It is. So I didn't know. Right. I mean, of course, when, when we see some of our unconscious design, there's like a conscious and unconscious part of our, our human design, as you know, it, and it, like I, we suspect, right. We kind of suspect that we're like, something, but we can't quite put our finger on it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then when we look at our design and it's like, that's how I'm written, of course, you know, and we get this aha, big aha moments like, whoa, dude, and you are a projector and you talked about not being designed to work in corporate America. And surprisingly, most of the people right now, anyway, that are coming to me are projectors. And I totally didn't get that for a long time until I really started working with what is the common challenge of being a projector. And would you like to talk about your big uh, defined, undefined sacral center that really makes the difference in how we're designed to show up in life? Sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you want me to say about it? Well, just the, you know, the difference between somebody who is like a manifesting generator and, and for those of you who don't know, it's an energy type that has a defined sacral center where all my energy comes from. And I'm designed to do 28 things at once, all with my hair on fire until I don't want to do them anymore. And then I stop and yeah. I'm really fast. Something lights me up. Boom. I go for it. Someone said human design last summer and I went, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 That's my sacral response. That's how I'm like, yeah. On the other hand, my projector clients that I have in my practice are not designed to go, go, go every day, all day long. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, if they try to be part of the just do it theme of life, 
they're going to run into some really huge challenges. And I, I wonder if you might speak to that contrast. Sure. Yeah. I, it's, it's burnout. It's exhaustion. Yeah. <clears throat> it's exhaustion. Um, whew, I'm, I'm exhausted right now. You know, I, I came into the human design awareness of human design, as I said, right. Just, just having our first kid raising kids is, is not really work for projectors. <laughs> I mean, there are some projector parents who it, it feels like the perfect thing for them to be doing, but just the, the amount of work to raise kids, to maintain a household, that's generators work. And uh, generators are about 70% of the population. Projectors are about 20%. Mm. Oddly enough, um, it's, it's said that projectors didn't even exist before 1780. So we're a, a really part of a, um, the evolutionary process of our species. Um, I think I have that right. But uh, so we're this kind of this new form of human um, have a lot in common with generators. But the thing we don't have in common is we don't have the life force energy to, to do, 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 to build, to build and create life. So we're, we're very much dependent on you energy types and ideally uh, projectors get recognized and invited in to give our gifts. And, and our gift is what we see, you know, what we've studied, what we, what we see with our mind, um, the questions that we can ask. So projectors are really well suited to be guides and advisors, coaches, consultants, um, to be, to be watching and observing because it's not just that projectors have a, have a, a mental capacity that others don't. It, it is the fact that we have an open sacral energy center. And when we, I assume people who are listening to this maybe have, have seen a human design chart, but if you have it, there's places that are defined, meaning colored in and places that are open and it's all energetic pathways and centers. And if you have an open center, that means that energy doesn't, doesn't flow there consistently innately as a result of your genetic makeup it's an it's a receptor so it actually pulls energy in and so what happens to us projectors is we we pull your energy in laura as a generator and we feel your energy and we actually during that time if, if i'm in aura with you if i'm next to you or near you i can feel like i'm even more energized than you because it amplifies inside of me but then when you leave it goes away the energy dissipates right yeah so projectors have this challenge of feeling like, especially pre-pandemic when we're mixing it up in person, you know, and um, sitting in coffee shops at meetings and working in offices and such, can we, we can feel like and seem like the most energized person on the team or in the meeting. But if we leave that meeting with the biggest to-do list, we suffer tremendously because when we're left in our own aura, all that energy goes away. And we realize again that we're not high energy beings who are here to, to do all the work. So we're highly susceptible to being the, the uh, what, what, we, what we say is super slaves becoming the most, partly because of that, that false sense of energy, but also because society doesn't recognize us in our proper place, which is that a projector should be coveted really um, in their area of expertise to provide insight and guidance and not be expected to keep up with the workload that generators take on happily take on because it's their satisfaction oftentimes to, if it's the right work for them. 
Um, but because society doesn't really recognize that, even a lot of people who who think they know human design, I've, I've noticed in organizations, they still don't quite get it. They don't really get it that projectors need to be, need to protect their, uh, their energy and um, need to have, be related to it in a different way. So highly susceptible to burnout, not only because of the, that false energy, but also because we try to keep up and, and um, for people who come to this knowledge, they already have a family, they already have a job, you know, they have a mortgage, they have bills to pay and things like that. It can be challenging because, um, you know, you can't just necessarily just stop and do things in a whole new way when the world doesn't understand why you're doing that. Um, anyway, that's a little bit about it. And I, I wonder, I wonder why you attract so many projector clients. I know that projectors, probably a higher percent of projectors are suffering and need help as well as projectors are attracted to, to bodies of knowledge, like knowledge, um, mm. self-knowledge and new systems of understanding themselves in life. So there's a natural attraction there, but also I think there's a lot of projectors who are burned out and feeling bitter, um, mm. realizing that the homogenized conditioned way, the, the way we've all been taught um, that we should engage the world to be successful, to make our impact, to make our way. It doesn't work for us. And so we suffer when we try to live that way. Yeah. And we need I, coaches I, yeah. like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No, I have seen it. And it was one of the most difficult concepts in human design was as a projector, I understand that if you have the projector energy type that you're really not designed to work eight hours a day, every day, or 10 hour or 12 hour days. You know, I, you know, I think about like, if, if I was a physician or a nurse and I was a projector and I was so drawn to the work, but I couldn't hold it up. Right. I mean, that would just be a disaster. You're going to have, you know, adrenal fatigue and burnout and, you know, all kinds of different health conditions and wow, it's just crazy. And, you know, it was difficult to understand because the strategy for a projector is so different. Mm -hmm. Like how you successfully interact with life is like waiting for the invitation, right? There's more to it than that. Waiting for the invitation and then you, you respond, right? Yeah. Well, depends on our inner authority. Mm -hmm. So we have to wait, wait for invitations and then follow our inner authority. So one of the fundamental teachings of human design is very, is a very radical concept it's that our, it doesn't matter what your inner, your human design type is the fundamental teaching is that the mind cannot make decisions for our lives, cannot make correct decisions for our lives, that there's a dualism of that. Our mind has consciousness separate from our body. Our body has its own consciousness and it's the body that's hooked into the larger pattern of life. Just the way uh, any species that migrates, it's like how do the hummingbirds from Mexico know how to get to Alaska? <laughs> yeah. You no, know, moment by moment without making the wrong decision, quote unquote, and running out of food. It's mm -hmm. because their body is hooked, their body's consciousness is hooked into the larger pattern of life, and they don't have a human mind to screw it up and take out the wrong turn. So we have these brilliant human minds, which are are provide so much value to us, but they also are the greatest source of our suffering. And they they gum things up. Um, and we we've all been taught, you know, make good decisions from the mind, you know weigh the pros and cons, figure it out, think it through. And anyway, that's the radical teaching of human design is that the mind should take the back seat and just be a witness to mm -hmm. life. 
to be the passenger consciousness. And then we surrender to our bodies knowing about what's true for us. So for me as a projector, I have to wait to be invited and recognized and invited. You, you invited me to be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my inner authority is emotional. So, and, and all types can be emotional. About 50% of all human beings are emotionally defined and therefore have their authority is emotional, which means there's no truth in the now. We have to wait. We have to sleep on things. And wait and 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 wait for emotional clarity. So obviously, being on this podcast is pretty low risk. It's a small amount of time. You know, you're a friend. This is fun. Um, it wasn't something that, but like for bigger, bigger things, but small things too. Um, it's ultimately my my body's emotional clarity or not um, that will inform me of whether an invitation is correct for me to say yes or no to. It doesn't matter what my mind says. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I know that, um, I can get lost in my head. I have this well-defined head and mind center that's like, whoa, you know, and I, it seems so powerful and so all knowing, (laughs) and I'm trying to weigh out the pros and cons and, and I overthink everything, of course. Um, (laughs) but when Mm -hmm. I, when I was taught to tune into, and I have a sacral response, so I'm either, uh uh-huh or uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've gotten to really understand emotional authority because my husband has emotional authority and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, let's go. And he's like, now wait. Uh (laughs) And I've learned that it's okay to pause and be present and wait for him to have the emotional authority. Because if I try to push him, that doesn't work, right? At all. And, you know, I can't help him make his decision or any of that. I have to wait until... He has the emotional clarity on whether he wants to go to the beach or not, go mm-hmm. out to dinner or stay in. Like faced with all these questions, it takes a little time and some patience. And I think if I didn't allow for that, there'd be a lot more friction and frustration in my relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I think it's really important when we understand that we each have a really special and unique way of making decisions that's perfectly right for us. Like I was like, Hey Lucas, you want to be on the podcast? And I'm all blah, I'm going 90 miles an hour. And he's like, Hmm, (laughs) is it about human design? (laughs) I'm like, Oh, he must have a slower authority than I do. And I just went, yeah, just think about it and let me know. And then, you know, I just step out of the equation until it's clear. And he went, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and I'm triple split, so I've also that slows me down even more. And then I've got kids and um, a little too much work in the last month, so all those things probably made it seem like it took it, that I was processing. But I, I really was just to me like a week goes by in a snap of a finger. <laughs> yeah, you were just doing life, man. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And you have a fun, open, emotional center. I mean, you've got three really interesting gates that are activated there. Yeah. Even though, so you've got the the gate of friction, the gate of crisis, and the gate of spirit. So when you're hooked up with like your husband, who's emotional, those you feel those gates theoretically. Yeah, yeah, and so that's also it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. So uh, my husband, bless his heart, is um, is partially disabled at this point with an autoimmune condition. Mm. Um, he has um, a, an incredible amount of pain. Mm. 
And um, it's hard for him to be up, right? So I share a household with someone um, who has some really strong emotions. And it's actually, I have um, taught him as much as he's willing to listen to about human design and that I feel what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And I actually feel it stronger. You know, just a heads up on that. You know, if you can engage in enough self-care to not go way off the deep end there, that that would be awesome because what he feels actually direct, direct, like I feel it too. And, you know, so it's it can get a little complicated. I won't go any further into that, but I know what it's like to feel other people's emotions. And I have since I was born. And um, I can be conditioned by that and I can live from the lowest vibration of that or the highest, right? There, There's a choice. Mm-hmm. And I try... It's it's been wonderful to get into human design because it helps me differentiate what's mine and what's yours. Yeah, it shows us right away. Yeah. Um, my husband got mad the other night and he rarely does. He's a pretty calm, he's a one three <laughs> investigator, okay. right? Um, generator. And I went from perfectly neutral, which is my normal state, not not real up, not real down, to pissed off. Like Mm -hmm. on a scale of one to 10, it was a hundred. And I just instantly was, you know, I'm like, what in the world is that? And like, it took a couple minutes as I was sitting with this to go, oh, that's not mine. I just picked up, he got mad about something completely unrelated to our relationship and all that had nothing to do with me. Right. But man, I felt it light up in that open center of mine where we take it in and amplify it. And it was like almost overwhelming. But with these tools where I get to slow down and go, Ooh, what's that? Oh, not mine. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was a time where I would have just blamed him for it. Right. (laughs) Okay. You just pissed me off, you know, and it's like, no, it's, um, it's an incredible, have you, have you seen those kinds of interactions? Like you're working with couples now, right? Yeah, that's my favorite. I mean, I love working with individuals, especially who are feeling bad, badly about themselves or their place in the world. And again, like going back to that point of relief, um, providing relief, but then yeah, couples where there's this ongoing, um, sense that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. No, we need to get better as a couple blame, shame, yeah, all of that. Like you said, I mean, it just reveals exactly what's yours, exactly what's mine. And even, even when it's yours, it's not really yours in the sense that you have no choice. Like it takes, it takes all, it can take all the blame out. Of course, we still have to, we still have to practice. Um, but it, it, it gives us the, the understanding and the awareness that there's nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong and there is no one to blame and even get to the point of just laughing. It's like, cause we are, yeah, we're not doing any of this. We're not in control of any of this, even what I'm saying now, even if I had planned what I was going to say, I still would have not been in control of me planning what I was going to say, if you know what I mean. Like it's, we are part of a larger program, a matrix. Um, and yeah, any, any, any time spent, um, beating ourselves up or each other is, 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 it's, 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 uh, it's human design reveals how ridiculous that is and why. So we can really see it clearly. So we can Mm -hmm. just relax and get on with enjoying each other and even enjoying annoying each other. 
Because <laughs> it shows us that too. It's like, this is exactly where, based on the mechanics of your relationships design. Yeah, yeah. this is where he's always going to annoy you. You're always <laughs> going to feel annoyed about that. And it's not his fault and it's not yours. Yes. So you can probably avoid things that bring that up, but don't think it's going to change and don't worry about it. It doesn't mean you're not, you shouldn't be together. You know, all that stuff's like, oh, okay, let's, let's relax and, and enjoy, enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. One of the uh, best ways that I've been able to explain that is it's, we're just written that way. Right. Yeah. Like a character in a play. That's how I'm written. <laughs> and it's, I'm open, I'm closed. I'm this, I'm not, you know, and it's like the level of acceptance for myself after really looking looking at my chart and understanding those open places, the places where, um, where I've been conditioned that have felt like places that have been wounded to really mm-hmm. look at that human design and, and, and go, wow, that's, it's part of who I am. And it, it really brought me to a level of acceptance and a lot of tears around some of that, you know, the open identity, the open heart, um, can be a real challenge to live with on top of, you know, because that's where, you know, we, we're open, we're susceptible to this conditioning, this, this training, this, you know, people who mean well trying to form us, um, in some of the places we can carry some of the deepest wounds. And as, as we step into the acceptance of, wow, this is, this is who I am. It's how I'm written. It, it opens the door for letting go of, of, of like that whole pain and suffering, or even dare I say, being a victim of that. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, yeah, projectors, it's a longer process. It really is. Um, you know, Ra said, you know, generators can wake up in a second. You can also go back to sleep in a second too. But, uh, you know, there's that always that potential for generators to just simply stop initiating, stop trying to make things happen and to, to live from response and kind of regain alignment. And us projectors, we're so dependent on uh, other people because in order to, to participate in life and get our needs met materially, it really requires other people who truly recognize us and invite us in to give our gifts in a way that works for us and our bodies. Um, so that really can take time. And it can also be, a, there's also many small things that are immediately helpful. Uh, just to human design, especially is helpful to stop putting our foot in our mouth, stop. Like there's so many things that we all do as human beings Yeah. that, that I found human design. It's like, it's the, that final piece of awareness or information that I needed to just stop doing things I know didn't work, but now I really know why they don't work, you know? And even those things that don't work in me and where they come from, understanding the gift, because every single, every single aspect of a person's design has a gift and it's an essential part of the whole of humanity. And it can play its part. Like you said, it's, we're scripted, you know, it's the, it's the part that's written for us, but not every part is meant to speak all the time. Right. So it, it, it's like, all right, stop putting my foot in my mouth, stop stepping into the, you know, rolling my ankles, stepping into these holes. It's like, it, it just immediately reduces resistance and makes life more easeful. doesn't mean that I'm magically a millionaire or all of a sudden this, that, or the other, but it just makes it so much more easeful. And 
those parts of us that are that are that maybe like I think one of the reasons why I stuck with human design is because I have a pretty difficult quote unquote difficult design. There's aspects of my design that aren't super popular. Um, <laughs> what does that and, mean, Lucas? What do you mean popular? It's like the guy who always has a complaint, the guy who always points out what could be better. You know, no, that's not exactly the, the most fun. I have that gate four times. It's my Jupiter oh, and my Saturn. Wow. The 18th yeah. gate. It's nicknamed the bitch. Right? <laughs> but it has its it has its place. Yeah. And it can be when it when it plays its part in the right time with the right people, there's nothing like it. There's nothing that can replace it. So some of the aspects of me that where it's not just saying, oh, well, that's never going to change. So I can stop trying to change it. It's like that's never going to change. And that's really brilliant. Like that is really valuable. That is beautiful. And that is that is needed. And that is essential. And here's how you can orient yourself to life and relationships such that it gets to play its part when the time comes, as mm. opposed to it being this thing that brings negative attention or negative results that then you end up feeling badly about. Yeah, that that speaks again to um, using that, using the gift of that part of your design or, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> using it well or not using it well or not using it all. Right. So, yeah, I totally Totally get that. So you had um, talked about, well, I'm not an instant millionaire and you're waiting for an invitation before following your inner authority on stuff. So I'm really curious for all the rest of the coaches that are listening out here, if you have any advice about, so how do you build a business (laughs) if you're sitting back waiting for the invitation? How does that work, Lucas? Oh, so for projector coaches, you mean? Yeah. 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 Well, the first thing is, in order to be recognized and invited, we have to be visible. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess it still works if you're, you know, we have to be visible. So you got to find some way that is authentic for you, where you can be visible, seen, to be seen by other people. And so that could be hosting a podcast. It could be being on Instagram. It could be on any of that. But the the energetic behind that activity isn't trying to make something happen, right? Mm-hmm. You may be holding a vision and a desire for it to lead to invitations, but energetically you're not crossing a line of spilling your, what little energy you do have out in there, like desperately hoping, you know, <laughs> and twisting and contorting your mind to think, well, and, and then signing up for somebody's expensive program or following someone's formula to try to make sure that your podcast absolutely gets you this amount of money in the next, right. Any of that stuff where you're, you're, it's, you got to do whatever your marketing is. You got to do it. It's, it's got to, in and of itself, it has to feel doable and enjoyable and make you visible, but then you are designed to receive invitations. Mm-hmm. So once you're visible, the invitations do come. Now there's no guarantees. I'm, I'm sorry to say like, some people just, their coaching business isn't going to work. They're not going to get to the revenue they want to get to. And some people are going to exceed the revenue that they ever thought they would get to. Um, there's no real guarantees there. What we, what I, based on my observations and personal experience, what I think is for sure is that any projector who is being herself, being their self, and being visible in a way that doesn't deplete you, 
that does showcase that allows people to interact with your aura and showcase your gifts, you will be invited. You will be recognized and invited. Now, what kinds of invitations and where that leads to, remember, it's none of our minds business. You know, someone might start out as a coach entrepreneur and might end up working in an organization or might end up with a partner, might end up taking a job or whatever it may be. I actually love entrepreneurism, even though so many people don't make it because I think if someone, anyone who applies themselves as an entrepreneur and does it in a way that's healthy for them and natural for them, it's going to lead to doors opening. It's going to lead, it's going to lead to good things happening. And it might happen the way you have it in your mind's eye right now, or it might be very different, but it's going to be good, but be true to yourself and do things that align with, with uh, what's healthy for your body and for your mind. And as protectors, we do get those invitations. That's incredibly, incredibly useful advice. And and I really feel like you're speaking to being authentic, being true mm-hmm. to yourself, being who you are. And I know that I've gone, I've spent a lot of money. Um, I, I would have to add it up, but it, it's a lot of money on marketing training mm-hmm. and marketing my practice and spending money on this guru or that guru or all the stuff that came with my original training. And it was really all based on um, going out and selling the results of my coaching, right? In this real sort of, I call it a masculine energy because it's really kind of an in your face, hey, I'm a this and I do that for these people. And it was so out of alignment and inauthentic for me. It never worked. Like I spent several years and in, in a lot of thousands of dollars in trying to market my coaching practice from a place that was not authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And there were some guest trainers and stuff in in a program I was in, you're probably familiar with, but I won't mention here, that was so out of alignment that it left me just, you know, incredibly frustrated and angry, my not self, right? <laughs> yeah. And since just letting that go and kind of deconditioning from all of that, I'm now, I, like, I just, I have a podcast and it's a place where I can use this beautiful defined throat center. And it's comfortable and easy and I'm getting some really great feedback and people are, you know, clicking on my website and they're like, Hey, can I get one of those human design coaching sessions with you that you've got for like 149 bucks? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And then, so my, of course, my deal as a manifesting generator is to respond. And, you know, that tripped me up because my mind had to kind of cope with, what do you mean? I can't make invitations. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to invite you to come and buy my stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, when we show up in this authentic way, when we're in alignment, in some kind of acceptance, if I like myself enough just to be me, right? Then the universe responds and it sends me what I need, right? You know, and, uh, you know, I don't spend all of my time coaching people, Um but I, I stay in practice with it. And I always have a few people ongoing and because I'm multi-passionate, I run my massage therapy practice, a wellness center, an antique store. I'm a musician and I do coat, right? So yeah, classic. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's totally in my zone, but, you know, stepping out of your inauthentic marketing, I think it's probably one of the best things that you can do for your coaching practice, for sure. If it's not, if it doesn't feel right, right? Yeah. And it can be hard to trust. You know, it can be hard to trust that. And somebody who's successful tells you, no, no, do it this way. And all the formulas that are out there, they're all formulas that worked for some people at some point in time, you know? Yeah. 
And now we're in a new time in a new place and you're different. You know, you're different from the guru who, who used that formula. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's not to say never to do those things. It's always a starting point for an experiment and, you know, just sure. hold it lightly. And what I think humanity is waking up to, uh, or at least the personal growth and development is fun. It's funny. Like a year ago I coached, um, I do some coaching for a business, business coaching school. And this is my second year the, the, when I, in, in late 2020, when I first started with them and I got a whole intake of students, almost none of them had heard of human design. And then one year later, December, 2021, like half of them had heard of it. So now it's just so many people are becoming aware of this knowledge. And so um, anyway, people who've been attracted to personal growth and development world, it's, it's really shifting. It's moving out of, I want to emulate a guru or a mentor or, you know, some uber successful person and contort uh, myself to into whatever formula they they're providing versus I really need to, to, to be myself and see where that takes me. I mean, that's the thing, like, let's be really clear about this. Like human designs not, doesn't provide a formula that guarantees whatever our mind wants to get in life. It, um, it's not, Hey, live this human design prescription and you'll finally achieve all your goals. It's, it's actually, Hey, stop doing that thing that doesn't work. That's wasting your money and causing a lot of pain and suffering. And, um, so you can have better health (laughs) and more enjoyment and better relationships. And let's see what opens up. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see what's, you know, what it looks like. And and it's like a, um, it's like a, a radio station putting out a frequency, you know, for those of us who've been living outside of our design, we're, we're putting out distorted frequencies. You know, people are listening to this music with static and it's kind of going from one station to the next and it's all weird and awkward. And sometimes it sounds nice, but then other times like, wait a minute, living our design, it's like putting out the frequency that's truly yours. So the people who do tune in, it's beautiful music and it's your music. Yeah. And then what happens from there, we'll see. We'll see what it wants to unfold, but the pressure's off. The pressure's off of you. What a relief. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. I don't have to be that thing. I'm not and waste all my energy trying to, you know, contort, like you said, contort myself into some sort of a package or (laughs) Mm-hmm. Our setup that isn't me. And I believe that people are smarter than we give them credit for. And when I'm not being authentic, people know, mm-hmm. you know, so I can spend thousands of dollars on marketing. And if, if I'm not really being genuine, they know, they know I'm not being authentic and it's not going to attract my perfect client. And as a matter of fact, when I was doing that, I attracted some really scary people. Oh Yeah. <laughs> We, of course, we all got taught to like enroll them into longer term programs for lots of money. Right. And then it's like, whoa, then you're you're stuck with somebody you're not meant to be with. Yeah. Yeah. Because we want to work with people that we're a good fit for. You know, I never twist anybody's arm to. Yeah. Yeah. If buy my stuff, enroll in my program, give me your money. You know, it's never about that. If it doesn't resonate, if it doesn't feel genuine, like and if you've got stuff outside my scope of practice, I'm going to tell you. 
Yeah. You know what? I probably can't help you with that. Um, I don't actually believe you're, you're the second coming of Christ. So let's, um, <laughs> let's hook you up with a counselor. <laughs> it, it is amazing. The people that we get to interact with though, because it's all kinds of people from all walks of life. And yeah. And I think it's just amazing how, we all are so perfectly designed to flow and fit together and support each other. And human design, I think, shows us exactly how that works. It's like, it's the fucking map. Yeah. <laughs> it's, my, it's my owner's manual. I just love that. Yeah, it's wild. It is wild. So before we get to all of the beautiful ways that we get to work with you and where to find you and how can I stalk you, <laughs> is there... Anything that we didn't cover that you think is really important for people to know today? What else is there, Lucas? Oh, man. I don't know. We said a lot of things. Um, yeah, it's just, I would just leave people with, like, don't trust any thought that's that's negative about you. It's It's just, it's false. You know, and, and don't trust any thought that says you need to be different. And don't trust any thought that says you need to fix or change anything. It doesn't mean we don't grow. We don't evolve. We don't blossom. You know, all that is, is true and possible and, and beautiful. But it's not from this place of, of um, something's wrong. Something needs to change. Something needs to be fixed. Mm. So you never need to actually study human design to get it. Like really tune in it. I'll, I'll say this human design makes it a whole lot easier because it really does give you language and a visual for how to understand the energies and thoughts and, and emotions we experience. But really, if you want to start practicing it right now, it's like, just when you're done listening to this, go take amazing care of yourself and, um, and really let go of any thoughts when they show up, just let them keep flowing. You're perfect. So that's what I would say. Beautiful. That was perfect. Thank you. And thank you. I know that you've got a lot on your plate right now. And, and I want to just make sure that I adequately thank you for your time and your compassion, your love for making this space and um, helping spread the word about what's possible through human design. Yeah. Invite me back when it feels right. I will indeed. Thank you so much for being here. You can find out more information about working with me at laurajadair.com where you're going to find all my program details. Below today's show, you're going to find some links to get in touch with Lucas if you're interested in finding out more. Be sure to check back for more episodes coming soon. Until next time, my friends, be so very good to you.